Hey, welcome to Disciples Prosper. Grateful to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. Uh, work, work, work is uh, is part of the equation. Uh, obviously, we need to have time to play. We obviously we need time to and energy to do those things. Had a wonderful weekend and enjoyed some time with the kids. And it was interesting uh, as one as my ten year old was asking me to play blind men's bluff. I was in the habit in the past where I was like, no, 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 I don't have the energy for that. No, 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 I, I can't do that. But as, as he asked me, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trim, I'm fit. Uh, and yeah, I put in a lot of hours, but let's do this. So we played this game for 10, 10 minutes or so and had a great time with him and his other siblings. And it was wonderful. It just feels, it brings, brings life to your life to serve and to love and to play with your kids. So to, let's turn to the teachings of Jesus Christ in regards to this. How can we extract from, from the two great laws the, this idea of having the energy to play with our kids, furthermore, having understanding of, having a better understanding of the power of prayer. So to do this, Oh, we'll talk about the first law, the love God with all our heart, mind, mind, and strength. When we do that, as President Nelson taught, which was quoted in the October uh, 2023 General Conference Address, um, he was quoted in the talk about loving our neighbors, that when we turn our heart to God and we come unto him, essentially, he turns our heart to others. I loved, loved, loved that. that. I think that's a key component. Is the closer you draw to Him, the more you want to serve and love others, including your family. And when you do that with the right reason, not because you want some reward, but because you genuinely want to serve and to love. The beautiful effects of that is you get so much. The byproducts are amazing. Not to mention the joy of serving and giving in and of itself. So the first most key component is to love God in so much that you practice what he teaches. You live what he teaches. And when you do that, you have access to his power. You have access to his life, um, to life abundant. And you, uh, you, you draw closer to him. So the second, the second part I want to extract from this is that when you love others as yourself, uh, the beauty is that Russell Brunson talks about this a little bit. He talks about the idea of selfishness and that you do things because you really want something. And the way I liken this unto is that I really, really deep down Having had an, ex an extraordinary experience at the age of 18 where I learned that I was a son of God and I had his divine potentialities built within my soul, my greatest yearning then and now is to become like him. It's like the theme of my life. And this that's gave me a great interest in personal development books and in seeking truth drove with all my heart, my mind, and strength to put him as number one. That was my true, true, true desire is to learn how to become like him. And I found that by emulating Christ, 
and living his character, his perfections, and his attributes, that that draws me closer to God. And when I do that, I get access to the Holy Ghost, even the mind of God, and it gives me instructions on what to do, what to say, and how to become. Not, It's not telling me step by step, say this, say this, say this, etc. It's, it's not... It's not treating me like I'm a robot. No. It gives you an idea or a vision. And then you go to work and you work on your faith and becoming it. And as you become it, you get access to his power to become it faster than you thought possible and better than you thought possible. Um, better than you imagined. But the, the key component is what is it that you really want? And... I would like to invite you to look at it from the perspective, from the lens of wanting to become like Heavenly Father. When that is your key component, and I might add Heavenly Mother, like when that is your key component that you want to become like them, then everything else changes. Everything else falls into place because if that's your greatest desire and you're filled with love into the point of being obedient to what he teaches, obedience to what his laws and his ways and his precepts are, obedient to emulating Christ, which is another form, another word for worshiping him, um, then you have access to greater obedience, greater love. Worshiping Heavenly Father is not about waving our hands in the air and saying, I believe and I worship you. Those, those things can be great. More importantly is we honor Him. Honor Him by emulating His Son, Jesus Christ. And that is where we learn in the Doctrine and Covenants that honoring God is where He derives His power. And the adversary wanted all of that power. He thought, well, if I compel everyone to do what is right and everyone succeeds and there's no failures whatsoever, no one essentially takes away people's agency to not follow Christ and imposes that they all follow, then they have they miss out on the privilege of growing as an individual being of intelligence because they've been commanded in all things and how can you grow and and taste the bitter and learn to enjoy the fruits and to cleave to the fruits and hang to the fruits if everything you do is what you're told so heavenly father doesn't work that way he doesn't tell us that 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 do 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 get up and do 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 he gives us these are the guidelines, so to speak. These are my laws. These are my precepts. And when you live them because you want to, because you want to become like him, and he is the one that's been there, done that, and you turn to him and you receive of his guidance, then he, he lightens the way and he makes things known unto you. Um, and so this comes to prayer when I'm getting out with prayer is that prayer is and we learn in the Bible dictionary on prayer is an excellent definition of it it's a, a way of aligning your will 
with the will of God. It's not a, as uh, President Nelson put put it, not a list, a shopping list of things that you want. Because what you do want is you want to become like Heavenly Father. And if you want to become like Heavenly Father, that means you get access to all that he has. Oh, but you have to give up something. The one thing that you do have to give up, which is the natural man, which is a gift of the flesh, which are carnal, selfish, um, devilish, etc. pleasures of the flesh. And, and when you give that up and you subdue your body to the teachings of, of Jesus Christ and subdue it so that your house can represent him as a temple of the Most High, then you have access to real power and the real powers of heaven and and we learn in the doctrine of covenants section 121 verse 36 that you can have access to control and handle those powers but you can't live the correct principles and your heart has to be purged and pure and an eye single to the glory of god and when you have those things he grants you access to all that he has including an abundant life. So what does this do with prayer? Prayer, we should pray always, we're told over and over in the scriptures, and let our incomings and outgoings be in the name of the Lord. And the key the scripture that I want to end with is 2 Nephi 32, verse 9. And in there it says that we are to pray always and that we're not supposed to perform anything we first ask for it in the name of the Savior. So before you do something, similar to the in, incoming and outgoings, before you do something, you pray for it to be consecrated, your performance to be consecrated for what? For the welfare of your soul. The welfare of your soul. So let's extract that. What that means is when we have an eye single to the glory of God, our purpose is one with His because His work and His glory is to bring about our immortality and eternal life. And when we have that eye single to Him, He has that eye single to us. We draw near to Him, He draws near to us, and we become one. And when we are one, we have access to His power and we can make a bigger impact in the world. So prayer, therefore, is the key component that turns, it's a turnkey component that turns the wheel, if you will, so that you can become one with him. And when you're one with him, you have access to, um, to be more than you thought possible. Uh, for example, as I turn to him in prayer, for years, for 23 years, I carried excess weight uh, thanks to a side effect of the medicine that I was on. And I was under the impression I had to, in order to maintain my sanity, I had to be on this medicine and, and then to, to, um, because of that medicine, I didn't, I put on extra weight. I didn't, I ate more than I should. I was depressed. I had, I was sedated. I, I had things that I was struggling with and through prayer when I woke up from a nap 
and with small whisperings of the Holy Ghost, I had things brought to my remembrance and transformed my life by turning not only my heart and my mind to the Lord, but my physique to the Lord, saying, this is house of God. And at the time, I was 254-pound salesman, and that was not the house of God. That was someone who overate, overslept, and wasn't, wasn't disciplined, wasn't obedient to the level that I could be. And as a result of that, I was losing some of the things that I had studied and some of the things that I had, had put so much effort into developing in my life, especially when I was a missionary and a young college student. So as I gave him my body and began taking accountability for what I allowed in my body, including healthy food, and not not letting the fast food for example into my life when when i made those changes it started this domino effect of of change after change after change and and it, it changed my taste buds it changed my desire for like when i go to the grocery store now it's kind of gross like but you see the box food everywhere like oh that's loaded with sugar oh that's loaded with salt that's loaded with preservatives, et cetera, et cetera. It's not, it's not living food. The produce section, ah, what's up? Um, so as you, again, as you draw near to him, he draws near to you and he gives you access to his power. And he allows not only to help you trim down and, and to get fit again and to have the energy to play with your kids and have the energy to go to the gym and work out and have the energy to run a Spartan if you so desire, but it is essentially he lengthens your stride and allows you to run and not be weary and walk and not faint. These promises are real and they're true. And when you go to bed early and you and, and wake up early, he consecrates your efforts. He, he changes you. He changes you from the inside out. So again, with prayer, we turn to him with our thoughts in our heart and our mind and learn to subdue our bodies to correct principles and when we do that our bodies transform for example the first five weeks after i i made those changes i lost over 20 pounds the next 10 weeks or so i started i started exercising i got to where i was exercising six days a week and then the weight trimmed down another ten, another 20 pounds ish and then i started gaining weight a little bit because my body was reconforming so instead of having this big old belly and excess weight in the face etc uh, it be, i the six pack started coming back oh, it just blows my mind i'll be 50 this year and i thought i was at past the point of no return but because i gave him everything he's giving me way more than I thought possible. And I I promise you, if you give him all, he gives you all. And I love how President Kimball put it many, many years ago. And he said, sacrifice in the end is no sacrifice at all. Why? Because what are you giving up? You're giving up the natural man by yielding to the enticings of the Holy Spirit. And that allows you to subdue your body. And when you can subdue your body, 
you can subdue other things and you can have access to his power. Um, it's, you know, for example, you, you walk into a room and uh, like walk into your home and it changes, the atmosphere changes. Like when the, sh the ship rises, when the tide rises, all ships rise. So many people, they talk to me, like they hear my story of, of change and I think, you know, for example, in the mental health world, I, I share my story frequently um, in, in NAMI um, activity. Uh, and I, I come to these, these groups of these family to family groups and I tell them the, the heartache and the trial and the things that I've been through and then yet where I am today. And then they say to themselves, wow, oh, if only my, my son or my daughter or my spouse or my parents or whomever, at the, after the end of my presentation, almost without fail, they always ask, what can I do to help them? What can I do to change them? And the, at the end of the day, you can only change you. At the end of the day, it's up to you to change. And if you see or feel inclined or impressed or driven to change other people, look in and see what you need to change. And I promise you, as you start looking inward and start learning of yourself and learning what your weakness is and allowing love to permeate your life and transform you from the inside out by controlling what you allow in with your entertainment, with your food, etc., etc., then you can control what comes out. And with your words and your deeds and your energy, your vibrations, as some people say, call it, because it all stems from love and love is the one thing that never faileth. And when you are moved by love to become like Heavenly Father, some people would argue that's a selfish thing. Well, as you do turn to him because you want to become like him, he turns to you and helps you to become like him. And he's the one who knows how to get there. And prophets and apostles and um, and sages of from throughout all time, they turn to him and they get guidance from him. And then they help share that wisdom with other people so that they can do likewise. And that's where joy comes from, is when you turn to him because you want to become like him, he turns you back to others to help serve them and help them have the joy you found as you found the Lord. So, and it all comes back to prayer, praying and turning your heart and mind to the Lord so that he can transform you from the inside out by emulating Christ again. So if you're wondering where to start, um, uh, a key component to that, to understanding that prayer and, and, in making those changes is to read the best books and one of those best of best books help you draw near to God according to Joseph Smith and, and from personal experience is the Book of Mormon and the, I remember the first time I read I, <laughs> I, I was in the missionary training center and getting ready to go to outer Mongolia and teach people about Jesus Christ and I hadn't finished reading the whole Book of Mormon yet and um, I, I knew it was true and I loved, loved, loved it. And so for hundreds of pages, you're reading about all these prophets that knew of Christ's coming and that he would come and, it, and you're, you're like getting excited. Like, yeah, 
but he, he lived in Jerusalem. These guys are across the ocean in Americas. Um, and when Christ is coming to Jerusalem and you see the sign of the, of the new star and they're, they're super excited about him. Then you see the sign of his death. And then guess what? Lo and behold, spoiler alert here. The Savior comes and visits the peoples in America after he's resurrected. Boom! Whoa! After having 300 pages of that and coming to this discovery of, oh my goodness, he came and taught these people his other sheep. Wow! And when I read that for the first time, it rocked me. Uh, it, it filled me with such joy and then what he taught was so spot on so amazing and I and just when I read that first chapter where it talks about in third Nephi chapter 11 I went and talked to my companion I'm like dude did you know our elder did you know and he's like yeah I knew that I'm like oh my goodness but I don't know about that senior couple over there um, and so I was, I was just so excited I'm like oh I better go tell them so I went over to a senior couple that we were serving with. And I said, did you guys know that Jesus Christ visited the Americas? And very sternly, one of the, one of the uh, um, couples I was serving with who had been a stake president twice before, uh, a leader in, in the church, um, a voluntary leader, he said to me, Elder, I've known that for 40 years. And, and uh, you know, that's... Uh, I, I, it didn't phase me. I'm sure they, they all got a good chuckle out of it, but it didn't phase me because I was so excited and so full of love and energy. And wow. And when you turn to God, you are filled with this love and this energy that helps you to press forward and to be more than you can on your own. It helps you to purify your heart and your mind so that you don't want to have anything to do with addictions. You don't want to, to have your, your body telling you what to do. You, you do the opposite. You subdue your body to the Holy Ghost and its teachings, and you emulate the Savior. You worship Him in your thoughts, in your words, in your deeds, your desires, because it, it's all at the, at the root of what do you really want. I really want to be like him. And if that's the case, then all you have to do is come unto Christ and he will show you your weakness. He will show you what you need to clean up with your thoughts, um, what you're letting in with your entertainment, etc., etc., etc. And as you make those little tweaks and get rid of some things and add others. I'm not going to give you a list of do's and don'ts, but just as you, as you continue, start where you are and continue to give up certain things. He opens your mind and your heart. He purifies it, he purges it. And yes, there are painful personal experiences involved in that. Uh, someone once made a comment in my book on Amazon, something effect. Um, they were interested in, in learning a little bit about our faith. And, and then they, I'm certain they, they read uh, in my book about uh, how I had an experience with mental illness. And, and it scared them. And yeah, I can understand that. It can be a scary proposition. But when you turn your life over to God, he, you often, like Job, face your greatest fear. And the beauty of his plan of happiness is that 
when you push through your greatest fear and draw nearer to him and step up to the stepping stone instead of stumbling or if you stumble get back up and step up and step up and step up he helps you become like him he helps you become um, more than a good and honorable man of the earth he helps you become a holy person and I'm, I'm not talking about self-righteousness I'm not talking about better than other people I'm talking about someone who is, takes joy in publishing peace, takes joy in helping others and serving others and lifting others to purify their thoughts and their hearts and their minds so that they can feel that same joy, so they can have that same renewal of energy, that same remission of sins because of Jesus Christ. And he makes it possible. He gives you the enabling power and he gives you the purifying power and the grace and the love. And he fills your soul from the inside out with this, this energy. And it's just so remarkable. And it helps you to run and not be weary. It helps you to have the energy to play with your kids. It helps you to have the energy as you continue to subdue the body and trim down if, if that's needed, it, it changes you, it changes everything. So again, I invite you, turn to Christ, allow him to enter your heart and mind, to show you your weakness. Why? So that you'll be humble. And when you come to him with humility, he will bless you and he will give you the power to act and change your world. He has the power to change you so that you can change the slums that you may be in. Whether that be in poor shape, whether that be an addiction, whether that be a mental illness. But for my, from my personal experience when it comes to mental illness, I, I couldn't do it just on my own. I needed the medicine. I need to, to help my chemicals or I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the science science behind it. I needed that extra boost as well as the prayers, as well as the keeping the commandments, as well as doing what I was supposed to do. I needed that extra help. And um, if you struggle with that, move, talk to a professional, let them help make the tweaks with your medicine. I didn't just take one pill and then all of a sudden everything's wonderful. No, it sedated me heavily because they gave me a high dosage. And over a period of many years, my dosage changed and we found what worked. And I didn't have any episodes anymore. I didn't have any issues anymore. And I could begin to function and and think clearly. And yeah, I didn't have the high, high highs and the low, low lows. But you have something called hypo, what's it called? Hypomania, where you, you're just a steady, a steady high energy level and that allows you to perform at high levels um, without the crazy highs <laughs> so thank you for joining with disciples prosper I promise you as you again as you turn to him because you want to become like him he will teach you how to prosper in the land how to prosper in your family how to prosper in your work how to um, how to change your life from the inside out. 
because he wants you to grow and to develop to become like him. Not because he's forcing you with a whip of some sort, but because you want to. You've had the bitter, you've seen the bitter, you've tasted the trials and the tribulations. You're like, wow, there's gotta be a better way. And yes, there is a better way and it's through Jesus Christ and his teachings. Not just hearing about them, not just saying, I praise you. No, but by turning your heart and mind and body to him so that he can transform you from the inside out. I know I've repeated myself a lot. I, I do this for, with emphasis, add emphasis, and to, to let you know you can do it. You can make a difference. You can change you when you access his power. And some people have the discipline and they and they say to me uh, uh, all the time that I hear this, like, so what did you do to trim down? Did you just start eating better and start exercising? I'm like, yeah, I did do those things, but so much more to it than that. I, I, I tried those things for 23 years and carried that excess weight for over 23 years. I trimmed down when I got off the medicine and get back, back on and, and relapse. And I needed something more than just the discipline I needed. I needed a hope in Christ and knowing that in him, I could be perfected in him. I could have a body that represented him. And yes, I've still got a ways to go. Yes. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent where I need to be or where I'd like to be, but um, it's coming and the body is reconforming. It's really cool. Um, you look in the mirror now and you're just like, wow, I feel like I'm 18 again. Um, I, I just marvel at it. So anyway, y'all have a beautiful day. Thanks for joining and uh, we'll talk to you later.